No, I was going to talk over it, but I'm not now. Hello, listeners. Welcome into episode 243 of Kathy's Craft Collective. I'm Louise, and today I've got no pleather, but I've got what's crack, hello section, a bit more what's crack about knitting tails, um, me, me, me section. So get your cup of tea, your COVID vaccine, or your tonic, and your dog, because Buffo is currently lying in a sunbeam with me just now. And I let you know about crack's been in Keithness this past month and a half. Okay, listeners, um, I'm using my phone for this episode, so eh, no editing on this. <laughs> um, there's a reason because I still don't have quite the patience that I used to have on account of uh, we all got COVID in our house 20th of March, thereabouts, and I've still got a little bit of lack of concentration. However, I feel like I've got enough energy now to speak to you and I wanted to get crack with you and see how you're doing. Of course, I know that you're not speaking back to me right now, but you know, you could always send me a wee message and just say, I'm, I'm really good, Louise. You don't need to kind of dwell on the fact that I've had COVID. I'm going to bore you stupid about it. So, no, I've had COVID. I'm not a very good patient. <laughs> I've still got the symptoms of some things. So um, I'm taking it quite easy and I'm building myself back up. Um, I was fortunate in a way that I took it just before the school holidays. So I've had the extra two weeks of our Easter holidays to recuperate better for going back to work. And probably those that go back to work feeling like this. And I've heard a lot of people saying this recently. Well, we'll get it at some point. Do you know what? Try not to because I don't want anybody feeling as bad as I still feel. And um, it's just it's just not very pleasant. I mean, we weren't hospitalised. We just had different symptoms, the four of us in the house, which is a bit weird. you think we'd all have the same, but um, just like life, things affect us all differently. So um, I was thankful it didn't go into my asthmatic chest. Um, I was thankful that I didn't have to get further treatment from medicals, um, but avoid it at all costs. So um, I know that even more restrictions are lifting in Scotland soon, and I'll still be kind of sanitising my hands as much as possible and wearing my mask in places. So, and you know. If that's not your thing, then that's not your thing. But I'm not going to get this again. I want to get rid of it now. And I know people who know people, so therefore it's true. But um, this person's not a liar. Said that somebody they know has had it four times. And how I feel, I guess, four times. So it kind of scuppered things. Um, I knew I was positive on the Monday morning. And normally on a Monday, I do my housework because I don't work on a Monday and I just try to catch everything up then. And um, I felt okay. And I was like, well, normally Monday I'm going to do the hoovering and as much cleaning as I can, because I know that when I'm not well, I'll not want to sit and look at a minging house. 
and I was really glad that I did because by the time I finished hoovering later in the afternoon I started to feel really fatigued and I've never really recovered from that yet so um, hoovering breaks you people hoovering breaks you <laughs> I might call that that this episode that's titled um, however I what did we do first week on holiday Oh, we had to go down to Inverness for car business one day and it was quite tiring. But um, then last week, over the weekend in the holidays, uh, as a family we went down to Glasgow and we spent a few days there. We got like a self a catering Airbnb place really close into the city centre in Finiston. And I, I think I would recommend it. I mean... There was bits and pieces when you're in somewhere like that you kind of pick up on that you wouldn't if you were, I don't know, maybe a hotel that the staff are in all the time and there's people there all the time or you were living in this flat because it was weird little things like the toilet seat didn't fit right and I mean it really didn't fit, it was far too small for the toilet but there was two toilets so it was, we just kind of used the other toilet and um, one side of the toaster didn't work right and I mean it wasn't anything it wasn't a showstopper but it was just tiny little things but I would recommend them I probably would stay there again um, so as a family we went all around Glasgow uh, the first day we went to the Kelvin Grove Art Museum and I would thoroughly recommend this is on the west side of Glasgow it has a little of everything um, it has got art on one side sort of thing and museum stuff on the other and then um, mixed together is like they've got a spitfire which was what Sandy was absolutely he thought was the best thing ever um, and on the other side they have, or it was above some of the stuffed wildlife that were taxidermied thankfully because you really wouldn't want me standing beside that polar bear if it was actually alive because it's quite big um, and then there's lots and lots and lots so you give yourself a good three four hours three hours and then you you get to stop for a nice cup of tea in their cafe um, they've got a lovely little shop and they've got well they've got two little shops they've got one that's just purely for the bairns and one that's maybe a little bit more for adults as well so we went in both because we're all big burns or because we're in Glasgow, Wayne's. <laughs> and then um, we wandered up to um, see the Botanical Gardens at the top of Bears Road on West, Great Western Road. And we had a look in the big um, hot houses, great big greenhouses. And... And Daisy's really into house plants and she likes gardening as well. Sandy's not so much, but Daisy was really interested in it and I think Sandy quite thought he was a dinosaur. So um we really enjoyed that. And I didn't get to the yarn cake, which is really the road over from Botanical Gardens because it was late in the day. And I've told myself I really, really, really don't need any yarn. So I didn't go but I kinda of weaved in the direction of them. <laughs> of course I knew they could see me. And at night we went to quite a new um, 
curry restaurant and it's just called the curry kitchen on cambridge street and i would completely recommend it it's very very tasty the staff are lovely and um they're a wee bit off the maybe beaten track for footfall but they're right opposite cambridge street um car parking the multi-story and also just down and round the corner from Manders fabric shop so you have reason to be in that area if you are a crafter and like Manders <laughs> hello I'll come on to that in a minute so um they're quite new and I'm sure they would love a bigger footfall and beside them there's a really 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 busy um Asian I don't know if it was Japanese Chinese or Korean restaurant but it was really busy um and then the next day i went to mandors actually on purpose and i've bought myself some fabric for some up-and-coming dresses and a shirt that i have patterns for um i was quite good because i said to my mom i was fancy going to mandors and she says but you're not going to be there and uh, and she says well just do what you do for your going for a yarn shop write out what your partner needs and um, then just go in with your list and that's what I did however because I've got this sort of brain fog um, I was standing there at one point and this was quite early in the morning they opened at 10 on a Saturday and we had gone to another shop first and then went back to it so it was sort of half 10, quarter to 11 the time I got there so it was reasonably early in the morning and I was just stood there and I don't know so the staff there was a couple of them had already asked me and I was just okay at that point because I was just kind of finding my feelings and this lovely shop assistant helped me and so I've purchased some fabric for a long dress um <laughs> I can't describe it very well just now but I got the pattern with my um magazine it's love sewing one of the magazines last month and then i had a pattern for a blouse oh i'll need to write that down because i have been i had been sewing i'll come back to that blouse and also i made a jersey dress last year and um quite liked it although i think i would maybe make a, a higher neckline so i bought another amount of jersey for that just in a royal nice blue it's a kind of deep kind of jewel color and the jersey it's quite a light jersey so um it's a, i did see well that have a good drape and she was of course well <laughs> but i mean she's a shop assistant because that's what we're trying to do but she was so helpful in helping me choose buttons and because i had listed what i needed buttons at the elastic and she's like oh you're not going to need that much of the elastic here and then um the binding as well and now when i'm thinking about it i'm like i've actually got elastic and i've got that binding and my mum's got that color binding so i don't actually need that but for her to be able to take her time with me um it was, it was very very much needed and i did say to her i'm really sorry i'm a bit duh because um of the covid and she was just took her time and she was she says what i'm here for and if you work in a shop, thank you for being like that to somebody who really needed it. So um, then we wondered via a few shops um, 
to the Museum of Modern Art because of two reasons. One, we wandered through George Square, which is very busy, but um, there was a protest on for Ukraine. Um, and then um, it was also to show the Burns. This is George Square, there's Queen Street, and um, that's the city chambers. And then we showed them the Duke of Wellington um, statue. And he had two traffic cones, but neither of them were the Ukraine one anymore, which was a bit sad. Now, for those of you who don't know, there is a statue of the Duke of Wellington, and he was a famous battle dude back in the day. Uh, I'm going to see Waterloo. Yeah. And there's a picture, a picture, a statue of him riding his horse outside the Museum of Modern Art in Glasgow and it is the thing in Glasgow that somebody will put climb up and it's quite high will climb up and put a traffic cone on the top of his head and sometimes a horse gets one too and sometimes the tail of the horse gets one so sometimes he's wearing about six but the police or whoever it is Glasgow City Council will go along and take them down and then somebody will go and put one up I don't quite know why they just don't leave it there there will be a boring reason but you know and then when the Ukraine war kicked off um, a really lovely person crocheted a cover of a um, traffic cone in the Ukrainian flag colours and then it was videoed her husband or relation climbing up a ladder and putting it on the top of his head and I know it went viral I know that some people in Ukraine saw it um, and I think all of Scotland were like so it's just showing a little bit more support for people being in a war that they didn't ask for. Um, sadly, that's still going on. Putin um, still on you, and it's absolutely horrific. Um, so we wanted to show the Burns that, and then we went into the Museum of Modern Art, which I have walked past a lot of times, and I thought I'd been in it, and I haven't. Because nothing was recognisable in it at all. But there was an Andy Warhol print in there. Well, it's an original. But it's a screen printed piece of art. And it is a soup tin. And it's oyster soup. I thought it was a chicken soup. I don't know where that is. But um, it's pretty cool. Definitely worth going and having a look. And then of course we had a wee quick looky at all the other stuff. And some of it I got. Some of it, I've still no idea. But I like the fact that there is an outlet for that. I think it's amazing how people come up with that and you're like, I don't get it. I've really struggled with more and I always have. But I like the fact that somebody has just done it and it's there. And yeah, so like my good friend Carla said a long time ago, if somebody somewhere thinks it's art, it's art. So that's the way I think about modern art. So um, then we trundled down to Miller's Art Shop <laughs> through Merchant City of Glasgow. So the Burns sort of had a bit of a look around and Daisy got some art supplies. And um, I was really quite chuffed because when we went into Kelvin Grove, the, the wee man at the door says, have you been before? And I was like, well, yeah, but it's a good few years ago and the Burns have never been. And he said, well, the art signage is in red and the museum signage is in blue so 
it's quite easy to find your way around, blah, 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 blah. And Daisy turned around and says, can we look at the art first? And I was like, yeah. So he goes in. Sandy's like, not all that interested. He was desperate to go and see the Spitfire and the stuffed animals. And Daisy, she was actually really looking at how the paintings were um, painted. And I think that's her art, art brain, because she's taking art next year. And I thought, well, this might encourage her to take her along. So that was really cool. And um, so she bought some art supplies. Um, I've just remembered something else to tell you about. So I'm writing that down my notes. Right. And that was that. Oh, we went for a lovely Persian dinner place in Maisie Maisie on Argyle Street. Um, recommend there too. And then on the Sunday, we went to see... My lovely, lovely, lovely friend and yours, Ella of Gifnet Girl fame. Hello, Ella and Andy. Um, if you've not met her, you really should. She, everybody needs to know Ella. She's just lovely. And so is her lovely husband, Andy. So best of health to both. Um, just filled up my happiness tin to overflowing. And we never actually knitted together, but, you know, with the family there and there wasn't really time. So, um, it was just so nice to see her and she's just, she's just Ella. Because she's just, I think it's like, Ella is an adjective for loveliness. And in the dictionary, in, in the Louise dictionary, that's, she's there. It's actually quite a big, um, list of people, names that are under there. But Ella's one of my top and oldest listeners. <laughs> I still remember when we first met um, John Lewis many, 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 many years ago now. Um, and he was like, I'm going to be in John Lewis if any of my listeners are in the vicinity in Glasgow this day. And Ella came in and she says, I've just had to tell my son that I'm meeting the woman off the internet. And my son's like, oh, can I be doing that? And it was a bit, it was like, that was the same. I was telling Richard, I'm meeting a woman off the internet. And he you still need to find meet somebody in public. But ever since then, Ella and us, we kind of joke about this. It was like, you're not bad for me, no internet. And we've not murdered each other yet. So that was good. Uh, and then on the Monday, we went to the Museum of Transport, which um, the three museums that I've mentioned are free to get into, by the way. And they make for a great time out for family time. So the Museum of Transport has got loads of old stuff and quite a lot of new stuff as well, plus a tall ship and a really good cafe. So if you like anything that is transport, there's like old trams, uh, horses and cart, um, there's all different kinds of cars, there's trains, I still haven't quite figured out how they got up to the second floor train and Richard's like a crane Louise and I'm like but just get picked up there's a bus be up there it's like anyway there's different trains there's um all different bikes um different types of boats anything that moves has engines so this was absolutely delightful for Sandy and Richard and Daisy were kind of quite interested they've got a street that has um, been made back in the 1800s and there's a cobbler's, um, a pub, a dressmaking place, um, an Italian cafe, 
um, the subway. Oh, there was the subway stuff and there was some airplane stuff as well. Um, it was really very, very interesting and it was good. And then at night time, Sandy and Richard went to the Snow Factor, which is an indoor um, ski hill and snowboarding hill. And they took an hour and a half lesson for snowboarding. And Daisy and I had the option, but I'm too tired to do that just now. That wouldn't, I, I mean, I went up one set of stairs in the Kelvin Grove and I was like puffing. So I'm hoping that all the walking that we did, like walk and rest, walk and rest, is building me back up. Um, so they had the energy enough to do an hour and a half snowboarding and learned the lesson and Sandy did quite well. Richard can do it, but he has obviously got bad habits because he didn't have lessons when he started to learn hundreds of years ago. Um, and West at the same time, Daisy and I went to Ikea. <laughs> so I bought uh, lots of stuff, but and I didn't buy any fabric from Ikea. I picked it up. Oh, that's nice. But then I put it down. So I've already got fabric. But what I did buy was a notice board and I saw these on TikTok. If you're not on TikTok, it's actually quite good fun. Um, there's a whole pile of rubbish on it as well. You just flick past that. But there's cooking TikTok is great. Um, how to do things TikTok is good. Um, Ikea hack TikTok was quite good. So I saw this on TikTok and, oh, and com comedy in TikTok is brilliant. And there's a comedian in Australia called Jimmy Reese, and he's done one. He did one about the Winter Olympics. He's so funny. Not Jason, like squirrels. So that's a new catchphrase in my house. Not Jason. <laughs> um, I would maybe put a link in that so you could see it in my show notes if I do so. So um, I got this. Uh, it's like a pin. Well. Not a pin board, it's because you don't put it's not a cork board, but it's a board that's got holes in it that you hook um, different things to it. And I saw this on, on my TikTok and I'm like, oh, I want that. So me and Daisy were <laughs> in bits, like, this is great. So we're putting it all together. And um, I'm very thankful for Richard helping me put it up yesterday. And then yesterday I tidied up quite a bit of my craft room. Um, which was good. So that was our time away in Glasgow. We saw some other people, you don't know them. And um, Buchel went to the kennels up here and had a lovely time with Grace at the Hursel. If you need to put your dog into kennels and you live in Caithness, I would recommend it because he absolutely loves going. As soon as he sees he's there, he's like, oh, yeah. That's exactly it. There's a lot of in, but, you know, everything was good. So, and when we got back, I, thought, I actually don't think he wanted to come home. <laughs> right. Moving on. In our section, I'm going to say hello to the lovely Kate Noble, the lovely Nick, the lovely Suzanne, the lovely Norsey Nutter, the lovely Sally's Backyard, the lovely Melski Nicks, and the lovely That Denise Girl. All of you are lovely. Really lovely. Oh, hello, big hugs.
Okay, um, knitting tails. Now, I got an email from Nora Howley, who is lovely. She's also in the adjectives of loveliness. Um, and when I got it, I was couldn't concentrate, but now I can, and it's really, really exciting. Now, Nora, um, I've known Nora for quite a long time now, and she has started www.knittingtails.com. And what she's doing is she's finding old knitting patterns and releasing them, re-releasing them. So it's quite interesting. Um, as long as it's, no, not as long as it's my taste. Could be your taste. But what she's found is um, classic stranded colourwork patterns are available again. And this is... I've got the press release and I won't read it verbatim, but I'll read bits of it. It's a series of patterns that tell the story of Americans, women's love affair with Shetland wool and its natural shades. In partnership with original designer Ron Schweitzer, sorry if I butchered your name, these patterns will be available digitally from the Knitting Tales website. Patterns will be released over the next two years, starting with the first four pattern collections, each with has nine patterns. So it'll be a good value book pattern that you'll be getting. The stories of these patterns began in 1997 when Betty Lindsay, the co-owner of Bethesda MD Yarns International, travelled to Scotland on vacation. While there, she visited the wool shed in Lurwick-based Jameson and Smith and met Oliver Henry, and she saw the grey, brown and black fleeces for which at the time there was no market. Betty's daughter, Lee Winterstein, recalled, I'm just reading this verbatim, sorry. <laughs> From the moment my mother set foot in Shetland, she fell in love with the landscape, people and the sheep. Bringing the natural coloured wool from these sheep to American knitters became her passion. Um, yeah, I can see why. Because sheep, yeah, we all like that kind of sheep, don't we? So Betty Lindsay did the sort of groundwork for you and for I, which is cool. Um, I can totally see why she did. So she worked with her partner, Bonnie Hassler and Eva Smith and Oliver Henry of Jameson Smith. The new yarn was developed in five wonderful shades, Shetland White, Muscat, Shala, Murit and Shetland Black. And they're all sold under the brand Yarns International Shetland 2000. But the yarn is now available from Shetland, Jameson Smith, and it's called Shetland Supreme Jumper Weight. Um, so she's it wasn't enough just to create the yarn, they decided to do some patterns. So the four pattern books that we've got just now are called Shetland 2000 Travel Logs, and that's from 1998. The Chesapeake Collection, 1999. The Appalachian Portraits and Postcards from Shetland. So you, you've got these four pattern books and Nora says that in addition to the patterns themselves, buyers will get additional information to help them work the patterns, including tips from Kate Atherley, I love Kate Atherley, on sticking and working additional sizes, both larger and smaller. Also included are resources on colour yarn substitution, reading the charts and other tips of the patterns. That's pretty cool because, you know, like back in the day, you sometimes, or in fact still now, if you get a pattern, it can be a bit less is more. Um, and especially when you're trying to substitute colours or put colours in. Oh, my neighbour is coming up there. So Buko is now going to woof at her. She's not coming here. She's going next door. 
but Vukal still has to work, so he's just making himself known. Sorry. Well, hopefully it's not too bad in your ears. So, like Betty Lindsay, Nora is in love with the beautiful colours of the Shetland sheep. In our fast-paced digital world, it's easy to lose what has come before. From the first time I swatched one of the designs, I wanted to share some with other knitters so they can tell their own stories through beautiful garments. It has been a privilege to work with her own Betty's daughter, Lee Winstein, and Bonnie Hassler to bring these patterns to the knitting community. I can think of no greater compliment to the work than these words from Lee. Um, I'm thrilled that Nora Howley is bringing the story of this yarn and these designs to today's knitters. Her work is a combination of research and reimagination of what allowed the designs of Shetland 2000 to go on. That's true. And um, I just think it's really cool what Nora's done. Lorna? don't know who Lorna is. <laughs> um, she's kind of taken patterns that have maybe gone out of uh, publication and she's given them a, a new lease of life. So I think that that is Knitting Tales Lost or Forgotten Knitting Crochet Patterns. The woolly stories that go with them and make them available in the digital age. Because maybe back then you could only get these books as books or for or, you know, like a knitting booklet. Um, and maybe it wouldn't have been as widely available as now at click of a button. So I think that's quite a good way forward. Well done, Nora. So... I think that you'll find a design in this that you will like. Um, I know sometimes I'm a bit mockful of um, older patterns because my prima patterns from the 80s, some of you love them. It's just not my taste. Um, and some of these will be the same. And I had a flick through the pattern books and there certainly was enough that I would maybe um, think, oh yeah, yeah, I like this. So definitely go and have a look at knittingtales.com thank you Nora for sending me that because um, it's really good to be able to share <laughs> our next door neighbour farmer is lambing just now um, he's still got a few sheepies to go but um, he was moving some lambs and sheep about today and there was five or six lambs to three sheep. So there's, they're doing well. He says that this year's better than last year, which is good. Because I think he lost quite a lot of lambs and sheep last year. Although, whenever he plans to, sh to lamb, it's really horrible weather. <laughs> and it was last week up here. But when we were in Glasgow, it did not rain once. Well, they did, that's a lie. But it was at night time. Perfect Glasgow weather. It's very rare out there and it doesn't rain. So it was really cool. Oh, I, I lie, it did hailstone at one point. But that was okay. Because we were in Kelvin Grove Park going, Squirrel! <laughs> we ran squirrels up here, so it was kind of interesting. Right, uh, me, me, me. Now, uh, the Wednesday before I had COVID, my mum had come up and we were working on... Uh, dress making blouse that I had cut out and the last time I think I spoke to you and this is fabric that mum had been given or found and gave to me and it's uh I'm gonna say blue because I'm gonna get into the realms of I need a colour shade because my blue and your blue 
are probably about the same, but my teal and your teal are not. Not that I'm looking at you, I only orange, but you know, I'm not that fantastic. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, right, so I was at the stage of I had joined the front, the back, the sides, and marked where the buttonholes go. I had gone round and added the facing to the neckline. And I remember I did something wrong, so I had to unpick things. <laughs> and I've got the sleeves to put on and the buttons to put on and then the hem. There's not too much more to go. So this pattern that I got, I can't remember what it is and I've not written it, I'm sorry. Um, so make it up. You mean I'm going to look really cool in it and you'd look even really cool. But your blouse and my blouse... Probably won't be the same. I guarantee it won't be the same. But anyway, the blouse pattern comes, as a lot of them do, with different options. So when I was in Manders, I bought some fabric, a light cotton lawn fabric. It's quite short. I had that on my list and it said cotton lawn. I was like, ooh, I know what to do. And I thought, what colour will go with the skirts and the trousers that I've got? A light purpley blue. So that's what I got. And it would even go so far to say it was a very light lavender violet colour. Very light, so pastel. Mm. <laughs> I insist you hear, you see what I am seeing in my head. But I'm, instead of making the short or the same blouse, I'm going to make one and it's got a collar because the one I'm making just now does not have a collar. I have done collars before with the stands, so I'm not uh, scared of them. I stan stands, <laughs> and I got the oh, call. Sorry, listeners, and I got um, buttons to go with it as well. Uh, so that is that. Uh, I actually finished something. Now I would have put on the sound effect for clapping, but I couldn't work out how to turn it off. So I'm not gonna. So <laughs> finished object time and he's worn it since. Uh, I finally 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 finished the Radari jumper by Vedas Jon's daughter and this was using a uh, not light lopi a la fossi lopi which is not the right yarn for that pattern listeners. I foreshadowed this in the last episode it was about the time that I realised that what I'd done. Um, this jumper is a uh, a bottom-up jumper, so I had knit the sleeves first, thinking everything was cool. And you used a bit of the lopi on the bottom, and then I had a, an actual iron weight from a stash um, for the majority of the sleeve. And I just did the same, but when I was doing the bottom part of the body of the jumper, I was referring to you, I thought, it's quite tight. It's not as nice as the sleeve. It's a bit funny, but I carried on. And then when I got to the yoke, when I was speaking to you, just before I was speaking to you last, I was thinking, am I going to have enough of the burnt orange or the dark grey to do the pattern as it is? So I tried to order some more, but probably Brexit. There isn't any in the UK right now. Or there wasn't. There probably is even now. All the websites said... En route. Mm. 
will be in in April. Well, it's no use to be in April, what is it then? So, um, it's not the shop's fault, it's Brexit. I'm blaming Brexit for everything. Because, yeah. And so then I just thought, well, I'm just going to have to use what I've got. And I don't want to buy a different colour from the ones that actually are available. Um, I'll just use what I've got and I'll use all of, as much up as I can. So that's what I did. But I was started the yoke because you join the sleeves to the body and then you start the yoke. And I'm thinking, this key this, this is quite tight when I'm using this needle. I can't remember what needle size it is now. Sorry, listeners. Um, but it seemed to be quite sort of tight on it. And I had 286 stitches on at one point. And, um, yeah, and then I like, when I went to order it, I then realised that the pattern is for Let Lobby, and the yarn that I had was the, the thicker stuff. I think it's Al, Alafoso yarn, which always reminds me of Alfalfa. But it's not that. And this was completely my fault when I was looking at the patterns in the first place, because in my head, the Alafosa Lopi was Aaron. It's not. So when I was looking up Aaron weight jumpers, that's where the mistake was made. <laughs> However, I managed to kind of get away with it. And it was for the pesky kids. I have gotten away with it. So I, um, the colour scheme is not exactly the same as what the pattern thinks that you should be doing or suggests that you do. Um, I had to substitute in bits and pieces from different combinations of the yarn that I had. Um, however, it finished and then you because you start each edge with, um, you knit four rows and it curls up. And it looks really nice on the neck, the neckline. But um, you have to kind of make sure that it's washed and blocked nicely for the the bot the body not to curl up and there was a few other people had said that but I think that because the yarn weight of that section was fatter than the rest of the body weight and it was a different yarn that's one of the contributing reasons that it was rolling up and over. However after a good wash and block it it lied fine. <laughs> it was a good liar. It would sell you its granny if it could. Um, so, what did it? Oh, and I decided that the suggested neckline was too wide and it kept decreasing a bit too much. So, when I put it on him, on his head, I said, Look, it's finished. And he put it, put it on his head and he's like, No, it's too tight. Said, oh, no. So, I thought, Right, well, I just take back the cast off edge because I think I did cast off too tight. I just did a yarn, uh, knit to yarn over kitty. Uh, I don't know, Twinsy Jan's going, no, what did you do that for? Because uh, she's like, knowledgeable about which one to use. And I'm lazy. So I took that bit off and then I took it back to where I had made the extra decrease of the, the yoke pattern. And then I did the same sort of, Going back to the original base colour of the neck and then the four um, the four lines of knitting and then, I can't remember which cast off bound I used but it was a stretchier one. 
and it sits and it looks awesome. So it's been washed and blocked and Richard has worn it quite a few times and he's absolutely delighted with himself. So I th I mean it's sort of warmed up now <laughs> but he definitely could he had to wear it before we went away and it was cold yesterday, it was not so cold today. Um, so that is the Radari by Ferris Jonsdokter. Um, oh, and there was two mistakes in the um, chart. Um, it has you doing in the decrease in rows. Um, if you follow that exact pattern, you'll go wrong in your in the colours. It just didn't sit in. It took me a few days to kind of work out why and how I could get past it. Um, would I make it again? Yeah. Would I make it using Lopi? Yeah. <laughs> and would I use the yarn and the needles again? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah. So I would recommend this, but ask me about the mistake in the uh, chart. You can get past it basically by slipping. I think it's you slip the last stitch of one of the lines or something. You can get past it very easily once once you've kind of got there. Um, and it looks really, really cool on him and Sandy, but not me. Because I tried it on and I thought, ooh, I look horrible in this. It just does not suit my body shape at all. So Richard's just delighted with himself and I was really pleased that I finished that the first day I had COVID, I think it was. I finished it on the Sunday, but then it was positive on the Monday and I had to redo the next. So it was either the Monday or the Tuesday I finished it properly. And then I washed and blocked it very slowly. <laughs> it was just an effort. So it was me. Um, so since then, I was like, what can I do? And I was, got to the point where I was obsessively thinking about knitting. I was just like, oh, I've got the yarn I'm going to use. I've got, I've got patterns. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm so excited. Will I do the sea glass jumper I was talking about? Or will I do, there's uh, another four-ply jumper. I can't remember what it is. Um... I took a photograph of it, but I didn't include the part name on it at the time. <laughs> so I've looked at it, I found it on somewhere, and it's on a queue somewhere. Um, and it's quite similar to the Breathing Space by Vera Valamaki in that it uses short rows and goes off to the side and has got a, um, a waist, which I suit a bit of a waist in and out, um, or just like a pinch, just because of my shape um, and I quit like that but then I thought no Louise no you've got the coiled magenta by Carol Feller you've got the yarn you've got the pattern let's do that and then I looked and tried to read the pattern and my brain went no 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 Louise put it down no Jason squirrels and then I thought well I'll maybe pick up my um what's it called Severine by Vanessa Smith. So I took the bag after I found it. <laughs> I, just thought, I knew I hadn't lost it, but this is how messy my craft room was in my knitting area. So I found it, took it down, and I took out the pattern, and it was the same thing. My brain went, no, Jason, like squirrels. So um, you really need to watch that TikTok video for that to make any sense whatsoever. So, 
I read the pattern and I had marked off where it was when I left it, but because you have to do a few things at once, it was beyond my comprehension at the time. So I said, okay, dishcloth it is then. So I got some sugar and cream um, cotton that lovely Nora sent me for my Christmas swap. And I have made a dishwash, a dishcloth. I've used it and I have made an, um, start another one. Although when I was away, I didn't take it. I took down uh, my West Yorkshire Spinners yarn that I bought for Nora um, for the swap. And at some point, I can't remember when, I think it was Christmas Eve, I had cast on the cuff of the sock for me. So when I was sitting in the cell catering bit, um, we were watching comedy on Netflix and... Um, the Greg Davis one is absolutely hilarious. Then the Ricky Gervais one was quite funny, and the Jimmy Carr one, mm, don't know, wasn't I, I wasn't rolling around and laughing like I was at Greg Davis. He was, and to me, hilarious. So um, I've just I'm knitting quite a decent scalp of rib on this. I don't have a pattern yet. I'm just doing one by one rib, and. Rachel looked at me, says, what are you making? I said, oh, soap. Says, what's this for you? Said, yeah. She said, oh, good, good, good. You should make something for yourself. <laughs> said, oh, I've made one thing for you ever. I never have permission to make stuff for me. I normally do. Okay. I never said that. Only, I'm only saying this to you and I'm hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> Hello, darling. I love you. If you are. Um, it's, I did not regret or object to making him anything ever, at all. I really did enjoy the fact that he enjoyed me making it. I think maybe I should enjoy the fact I'm making it for me a bit more and I might make it faster. Yeah. Anyway. So I um I was doing that, I was quite enjoying it actually. But then when I got home I haven't taken the bag back through and I was just sitting knitting on the dishcloth again. I moved the savoury cardigan towards me last night, but then I moved it back because I was picked up the dishcloth. Because we're watching Dairy Girls and <laughs> it is hilariously brilliant. Totally recommend if you've not watched any Dairy Girls, binge watch it right now. Just put me off in a minute and go binge watch it because I am done now. Well, listeners, you have made me laugh. Well, I've made me laugh. You just happen to be there. <laughs> I'm such a bad person. Oh! Um, did you listen to the Knitter Journey episode with me in it? Yes, I wandered on quite a bit, but I was fully confident made this thing. You have got Louise Covid brain here today. Um, your destination is foggy and sweaty, and you probably regret the decisions that you were making just now. However, buckle in and have a nice time. So, um... I really enjoyed listening to that and also I then liked listening to her other interviews, one of which is Twin Seja. Um So that was really, really interesting and lovely and heartwarming and nice things. Um, the world's quite harsh just now again. Um, I know that a lot of people have kind of struggled and uh, are continuing to struggle because we're in a pandemic and there's this nasty nasty conflict going on 
in various places. We shall not forget other places in the world where it has been started by horrible despots. Um, but we shall also not apologise for having fun and living because, like somebody said to me the other day, when you die, they're not going to remember how tidy your house is or the fact that you've not taken off that bit of masking tape off that window. They're going to remember you for making them laugh or being kind to animals or for being a nice person and your enthusiasm for things. So you might as well just live and enjoy living. And use the cashmere. Eat the fancy food that you've saved up to go to and pet the doggies, even though he was. <laughs> He's sitting there panting. He's a hot dog. Right, listeners, take care of yourselves. I hope that you are knitting more than I am or don't have COVID and have avoided it. Or if you have had COVID, have made a full recovery. Um, or if you have COVID, my, my, my gentlest hugs. Or if you have other illnesses or something else is not good happening, my gentlest hugs too. Um, I hope that your daffodils are out. Um, our polytunnel has sprouted. It's given absolute stacks in there. The peach blossom is out. And I think I now I need to get in there and properly give it its winter tidy up. Because the things that wintered in it, they can go find somewhere now because it's springtime and I need to tidy up. Okay, listeners, I shall attempt to do a bit more knitting and sewing before I speak to you next, but um, hopefully that won't be too long. Take care and keep on crafting and we'll go for some relaxing outro music. Okay, right, off you can do something.